Hello, and welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40K podcast where you get to write the script. Hey, everyone, I'm your host, Marcus, and joining me today, we got Blake. Hello, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, welcome to the show. It's nice to uh, return the favor. I've been on your podcast before, and now you're on mine. Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy to be here. I love Lorehammer. I've always been a huge fan, so it's great to be on the other side of it. Yeah, man. Uh, for anyone who likes Blake and wants to hear more of him, uh, make sure you go check out The Art of War Unbroken. Uh, it's a great show. I had a lot of fun. I've, uh, it was fantastic, the one episode <laughs> we did. It was so cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. So today we are reading one story. This story was submitted by um, Josh, and it is called The Butchers of Stagnation. Uh, so yeah, let's just start reading and then uh, see where this story takes us. The Butchers of Stagnation, Origin. The formation of the Butchers of Stagnation was ordered by Nurgle himself following the Battle of Hessen, whereupon the fourth and seventh companies of the Death Guard fought against the Tyranid High Fleet Lotan. Though technically a victory for the children of Nurgle, the battle itself was perter. What is that fucking word? Percent. Percentant uphill. Percentant. Like gross. It was a, it was a gross battle. Yeah, very oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's gross, right? Okay. Yeah, like a gross, okay. maybe. <laughs> a very gross uphill slog for the Death Guard soldiers. Wave upon waves of poisons, plagues, and virus bombs were unleashed upon the Tyranid Hive, who responded in turn with volleys from their venom throats and an unrelenting ability to quickly adapt to every form of contagion thrown their way. For months, the battle was seemingly at a stalemate as the jungles of Hesep were slowly transformed into a sea of toxic slime. When finally the last Tyranid fell dead, one of the bioships attempted to feed off Hesep. The toxic slime disintegrated its proboscis and the other bioships turned on it and destroyed it, presumably to prevent any further contamination of the high fleet before fleeing the system. In the wake of the battle, Nurgle was furious at the waste of the flourishing jungle ecosystem and the mockery of his gifts. Parts of his attention began to fixate on the Tyranid race, who he saw as a perversion and danger to the natural cycle of death, rot, and rebirth in the galaxy. Thus, thus he ordered the creation of a warband of agents and enforcers with the goal of seeking a solution to the Tyranid's threat to his domain, to be known as the Butchers of Stagnation. Yeah. So perspective solutions. <laughs> the butcher's first and most tangible results came from the self-proclaimed athro. Uh, how do you say that? Ath Apothecary. Uh, ap Apothecostic. <laughs> there we go. Apothecostics, like caustic, you know, like burning, you know. So that's oh, cool. okay. Within the war band. Using samples taken from the toxic seas that HESP had become, the apothecostics found a way to stabilize the bile. While this greatly reduces the potency of the sludge, it allowed the butchers to weaponize it. While the effectiveness of the ammunition is not in question, it poses some logistical troubles. Safety transporting large quantities of the altered substance proved to incur great risk, even to the grandchildren of Nurgle. This also expands... This also means expansive refineries had to be built, located in a low orbit of the planet of Hesp, limiting the ability of the enhanced ammunition. So possible rule would be the bile of Hesp. Do you know what that rule is? 
I don't. I don't see it on here. Is it on here somewhere? File of PESP. No, let's uh, Google that. Doesn't even come up when I Google it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what that is. Um, the butchers of stagnation have also begun to gather second and third hand intelligence regarding the interaction of demons and members of the Tyranid race. The current theory is that providing no biomass for the Tyranids to consume, demons are the perfect frontline soldier for such a conflict. One such report tells of a blood letter that was eaten by a Horospex class Tyranid. Horospex was eaten by a Horospex class Tyranid. Due to the demon's immaterial nature, it remained active, eventually cutting its way free of the Tyranid. <laughs> That's wicked. <laughs> The same report goes on to imply that the anomaly known as the Shadow in the Warp will cause minimal damage to the demon fighting force once materialized. However, the same source reports problems caused with the demon's offensive warp powers and the ability to reinforce their numbers. The possibility of demon interaction with the neural network existing between Tyranids have thus been deemed too risky to pursue. Possible tabletop rule, demonic indigestion. And <laughs> just that's pretty good. So coming up with these, so this is like his rules he's kind of coming up with here. Yeah, I'm gonna open up this email and see if he uh, added anything in there that says anything else about them. But I like you can that. Read, yeah, I like yeah. the name. Yeah. Given that the Tyranid race seems to connect through a system, at least partly related to the immaterium, several agents of the butchers have been tasked with exploring the possibility of a form of a psychic interference. After much deliberation, several envoys were dispatched to seek out fellow heretic Astartes legions, the Thousand Sons, for assistance. Given the nature of the followers of the Changer of Ways, though, the expectations of a positive reception are dubious at best. A possible tabletop rule. Fuck those guys in their silly hats. <laughs> Very characterful. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Nice. I love it. Yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Man, I love the imagery of at the very beginning of just like this forest world literally turning to gunk just tree by tree melting and creating this sludge like it's so cool yeah i love that man i was i just imagine like a jungle and just like the the green like turning to like you know the overheads like turning dark and it's just turning that green yeah. to green but it's like a different kind yeah <laughs> is, it's pretty wicked yeah uh, the cool little part too about the tyranid fleet trying to feed off it and then be like no 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 that's <laughs> yeah, not happening not happening. I, I, I think my favorite part, though, was definitely the um, the demons. I think the the idea of the demons, like, being in them and surviving and, like, just cutting out is... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, demons are definitely the, the perfect tool against the Tyranids, where, like you said, you know, there's no biomass, there's no real um, downside to it, no real loss. Yeah, you think about, like, uh, just the sheer, like whenever we talked in, in our episode, for instance, when we talked about like the presence of the demons, like in the warp and then coming out and just like destroying an entire high feet at a uh, ball. Like, yeah, I imagine that's like on a, on a small scale what's happening, you know, like demons would definitely be in the lore, at least like just an absolute thorn for Tyranids. Yeah. Something that they just can't 
deal with and probably can't even comprehend a lot of the time, especially since Tyranids don't interact with the warp themselves naturally, even for like faster than like travel, they don't mess with it. Right, right. And uh, you just think about the disruption that can cause like the synapse and all that, like this, their sheer presence is just like a problem for, um, you know, for the, the their way they communicate and everything. It just like shuts it all down. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, he didn't really include anything else in the emails uh, about rules or anything, but he did have this other little part here. Um, he, he calls it my tone deaf headcanon. <laughs> I'm going to read a couple little parts out of it here real quick. Um, where was that good line? Okay. The warband itself was given a great deal of liberty with how much approach their monumental charge was. They knew an all-out war of attrition would not be plausible. Their primary mission of the butchers would need to focus on acquiring some new knowledge or technique that the Tyranids could not quickly make redundant. And so the commander of the butchers, Negatum Darius, created two special detachments in the warband, the Apothecatius and the Agents of Entropy. So we kind of know a little, about, a little bit about that apothecary thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and then the agents of ent entropy, hailing from the background on the front lines of the Death Guard, the arts of infiltration and espionage began a rather foreign, or began as rather foreign to the newly foreign agents of entropy. To encourage this deviation from the standard doctrine, Darius elevated a radical young plague marine named Magna Statilis to lead the agents. Magna enthusiastically set about reforming the agents in the image of the infamous Alpha Legion, right down to the cyan coloring of their power armor. Initial attempts at conventional espionage went poorly for the agents. A lack of experience combined with the gifts of Nurgle provided several hurdles for the plague marines attempting to conceal his position. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to sneak around and like his guts are falling out. There's flies buzzing yeah. around. He's like, oh, hold on. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's just like, and, he's, and then they move like five inches. So he's just sitting there like dragging a leg, like trying to like get back kind of back lines. Yeah. 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 Nothing it. to see here, citizen of the Imperium. <laughs> He could do like a cloak, you know, like a ghillie suit, but his ghillie suit's just like slime. He's like gets down in the, the sledge himself, you know, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, this was kind of cool little lore. I would love to see some models and, uh, you know, that's, that's always what, that's what we're here for at the end of the day. It's the miniatures, you know, I need that yeah. sweet plastic. I, I imagine this like, uh, so the basing, I, you know, remember back when um, like people always did like scaven with like those green slime bases. I don't know if you yeah. remember that. Like it was like the under high, the underworld or whatever. They do like yeah. this green sludge. I just imagine every one of these bases is being based on the sludge. The whole yeah. thing's sludge, you know, and there's maybe like arms or something floating in it or, you know, it's like, <laughs> like maybe a tree, maybe it's like a little tree branch and an arm on one side, a tree branch on the other. It's just consuming everything. So yeah. Oh, be man, that'd fun. be such a cool base like it you could like cut guys off at the shins or the feet and then put them so they're trudging through the slime and stuff and yeah, yeah that could be that would be cool stuff because the, um, the lore kind of gives you a lot of it gives you a lot of basic possibilities definitely i think that's kind of the coolest part about it mm -hmm. yeah it, it's a cool warband like they are created apparently by nurgle themselves to try to deal with tyranid fleets and it sounds like they're just trying to find like uh the right type of contagion or uh disease to really fuck up the tyranid race you know yeah 
And I, I like that he, I like how he created that, like, um, cause you know, you think about in like real, real terms, you know, you think about the rainforest and stuff in our world, like, oh, we're looking like for some like medicine to cure the world out of the rainforest. And here they're like, eh, we, we melted this rainforest. Now we're <laughs> going to use what we found. Maybe we could find stuff, something that we could use to actually hurt somebody, you know, yeah. like, well, can we make a weapon out of this? Like, uh, what <laughs> yeah. secrets did that rainforest hold at one point, you know, like, uh, Mom, don't drink that stuff. That's dangerous. <laughs> one death guard guy just chugging it, like, <laughs> Yeah, very cool. I like it, man. I I like how creative and different some of these lores are. Like, um, yeah, just even the whole just wanting to fight Tyranids. I really like that. Like, they they can't be immune to everything. We have stories of, um, I think it was with Uriel Ventress, where he joins the Death Watch, and then he goes and boards a Tyranid High Fleet with a bunch of toxic chemicals or whatever, and... Um, infects the high fleet and kills it that way so you know there are these crazy types of plagues that can do it so yeah and you think about it, it makes sense you know you poison you, you find like the right like uh thing you crack the genome once for yeah. the certain like a uh, strand of stuff and you can just yeah take out all of them yeah it, it's pretty sweet it'd be cool too so he has the the agents of entropy um and they're like alpha legion guys apparently so they like to espionage do stuff i can imagine them maybe even like trading with some imperial commanders like i got this vial here this will this will seal the deal for the tyranids what are you going to give me for it you know right make a deal with the devil kind of situation yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah that would be neat yeah there's some cool options here for sure i like it what are some options in the lore? What are, what are some times do they do that? Like where the heretics have, have made like deals with the Imperium, like to combat a, an enemy. Is there like yeah. examples at anywhere? Like maybe not so much with chaos. I feel like with chaos, it's just so, so much, you know, you just can't yeah. deal with it, but there are examples of them dealing with Eldar dealing even with Necron and making alliances with Necron right. against Tyranids. So you isn't know, there like a Tau a Tau Necron alliance at one point or something weird like that? You know, there's I'm all sure. these like yeah, yeah. weird yeah. Uh, weird yeah. dealings, man. Yeah, I feel like when Tyranids come knocking, you're just you're gonna take whatever help you can get, and uh, yeah, it yeah, it's that perfect kind of way to infiltrate the Imperium. And yeah, you give them that vial, but little did they know on your way out, you farted into the room on when you left. <laughs> And now that's like this crazy plague that you've just given them as well. You know, that like <laughs> crop dust, the uh, yeah, the death guards crop dusting after the meeting, just get them out. Yay. Yeah. See you later. Exactly. <laughs> cool, man. Uh so that that's this lore. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to kind of comment about it or? And I think uh, I think we've hit all the big points on it, but uh, it was really cool. Really enjoyed this lore. It was whenever I read it this morning, I was like, "This is awesome!" Like I yeah. can't wait to talk about it because there's just, there's a lot to unpack, and there's a lot of modeling possibilities with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I just love that. Uh, there's just so much freedom that you can do in 40k. Like I've done 50 episodes now of listening to lore, and people are just banging out these awesome stories, and I love that we have this ability to do. I'm gonna, make a, I'm gonna make a ghillie suit uh plague marine man that's what i'm gonna do make a, <laughs> yes, a, a slime ghillie suit plague marine I, that's my next project <laughs> we're doing it yes cool <laughs> man um well uh i'll invite you on for the next episode do you have any lore that you're working on that you want to share maybe a teaser so you can kind of get people into the mood for the next time you join me yeah so I've, i'm kind of working on some uh an eldar list and so these eldar that have also been in a jungle of sorts so they they crash landed and over generation to generation they've kind of been handed down the lore of the the uh 
old ones from the Harlequin troops that come and visit them. So they're okay. they're like worse. They worship these old ones, and it's a bunch of wraith dudes. So they have like wraith, um, like their their stuff has like all the like lizard men, like uh, like. Um, what's the word like hieroglyphics and stuff like all oh, over their like armor and stuff and yeah. they're like all chipped up and battle worn and so yeah i think it's gonna be pretty cool i'm excited for it yeah that sounds super cool and then you had harlequins in there too would uh would you collect some of those two are they kind of more background characters they're gonna be background i, I don't think i really want to play harlequins but i have some painted already so i'm gonna put them on like the display you know they're gonna be up mm. on a stage or something like doing a show and, uh, <laughs> okay the race is gonna be like hey cool what? <laughs> <laughs> wow now that would be a dead audience uh, hey. <laughs> yeah okay we can edit that part out it's fine <laughs> cool. well i can't wait for you to write it up and share it with us all so get get on yeah. it i guess <laughs> yeah 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 definitely i'm I'll, I'll get it to you i'll get it to you boss we'll get it done <laughs> cool well thanks everyone for listening blake thanks for uh joining me and uh see you guys all in the next episode of lore hammer listener lore